Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get the Flick Out of Here, number 36, if you're counting. Well, who's counting? I'm your host, Alex Palacio. With me, as always, is Kate Elizabeth. I mean, literally, Kate. you're counting to answer your question. Yeah, I know. It's, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the one who's counting. It's true. It, yeah. Um, Kate, um, uh, I don't know. We started out doing a lot more of this type of, hey, what are people talking about? What's the number one movie on Netflix? Um, and, like, I think that was probably uh, a way we could have gone. But <laughs> our, our today, trajectory I'm glad we went. didn't. Based on today, I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> our trajectory went, what's hot right now? 80s horror movies that I could handle. Mm-hmm. holiday horror movies that I couldn't handle so you watch them and I watched a kid's movie terrible like uh, holiday season classics right. so I don't know if this is the cycle starting over again where we're, we're back at the beginning or if this is know. this is just us switching it up but uh, both times yeah. we watched like the number one thing on on a platform or whatever They've been bad, and we're going to get into it, but, like, bad in the same way, kind of. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not, a, not a fan. Not a fan um, of what we're about to talk about. Right. Um, I, I picked this one. You sure Maya did. Culpa. Maya culpa. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've each got a couple of those along the way. Um, I assume anything we watch that is, like, this level of bad is just payback for me making you watch the Freddie Prince A.B. Garcia movie. So I, I've Could expected be. it, to be honest. Could be. Um, uh, see, like, this wasn't even my first choice. I just knew I didn't have a lot of time this week. And this was two episodes, at the time I suggested it, two episodes of 22-minute cartoons. And I was like, I got time for that. I could squeeze that into my busy schedule. Um so I suggested that, and then they dropped two more yesterday. So when I sat down to watch two episodes, they were like, here are two more. And I was like, nope, sorry. Even if these were good, I don't have time to watch two more. Um, and like, and- that's not surprising for probably, like, an average watcher. And I wouldn't call you a completionist, but, like, when we watched Mannequin, you watched Mannequin 1 and Mannequin 2, right? Like, mm-hmm. you I, will- wanted, I wanted to get the full story, you understand? Yeah, like it's, I don't think you're like, I have to see it all the way through, but like, if I can get, if this wasn't so bad, you probably would have made an effort. I'll put it, I'll put I, it that I, way. Perhaps. I, maybe I would have made an, an if I if I had enjoyed it in any way, I'm sure I would have gone back later and, and watched the rest of the, of, of the, of the episodes. Like, um, if they had dropped Kiss versus the Phantom Menace 2, that was so bonkers, I would have been like, I have to find a way to squeeze this in. Well, yes. Yeah. That was what we talked about at the beginning of the episode um, last week about how some things are bad, but they're just so bonkers that you have to watch the rest of it. I I tapped out like like if if this was just me, hey, let me check out the new thing everyone's talking about. Um, and I didn't have to like do a review of it. I would have tapped out five minutes in. Just nope, not for me. Bye. Uh, and I think that's the that's the main thrust of the way my argument about it is I don't know who this is for. We are talking about the HBO Max animated series Velma, 
or as you described it in the group chat today, Thelma. Notoriously not a Norwegian horror movie from 2017. No. I I was I was actually going to make a joke that it is in fact the origin of the bespectacled member of the Scooby-Doo franchise and not the origin of one half of Thelma and Louise. And then I was like, wait a minute, is there an actual movie called Thelma? T-H-E-L-M-A? Let me go ahead and head to the old IMDb, and holy crap, there sure is. And, little inside baseball, um, uh, you had suggested Thelma, and uh, right away, Melissa... Who does the stuff? Our wonderful, our wonderful people who do the graphics. Ran over to her little Google machine, found the actual poster of Thelma, a Norwegian language psychological thriller from 2017, and then made up the the thumbnail with which she was going to insert our faces talking about uh, Thelma. And it was a good thing that I was like, uh, I made the joke, like. Hey, just in case you think it, it'd be funny. No, she actually went ahead and did the thing. So this is basically... I'm kind of sad you did, because what if she didn't double check and then we're talking about this? It would have been funny (laughs) in a really weird... I know you're very chaotic. You're incredibly chaotic, and that's that's why we love you. But um, uh, I... I, she Melissa is basically our Ron Burgundy. Any 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 title you give her, she will make the thumbnail of it. She will make the thumbnail. Um, you got to be more. You got to be careful. She'll just do it. We watched um, Velma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched Velma, um, and uh, there was a thing a few months ago when like the trailer dropped or a clip. It was like they made Velma into a lesbian. Um, and I was like, well, she kind of always, I mean, I mean, made her one, yeah, the sweaters, uh, but like (laughs) it was, uh, this was a thing that, that, um, that was a big deal. And I was like, oh, cool. Good. Great. I I mean, like, I I, I didn't care. I mean, I mean, like, good, good for them for doing it. And, and maybe this, maybe the series will take off and it'll be a cool thing of representation. Um, and then the series came out, and uh, it currently has, uh, I I believe a, I'm gonna say six percent on the the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Six, that's low. It's got a forty eight percent on critics. That's um, like only Mindy Kaling's mom. Like that's that. <laughs> This um, is actually, though, Alex, sincerely, like, I didn't give this a ton of investment, but what I struggled with was, for completely different reasons, I'm on the same side as the people that hated this from the beginning, and I don't like that. Like, I don't like agreeing with the people <laughs> that were like, this is terrible, because it is terrible. Not for the reasons they said it was right, terrible, no. but it, but it's it's really bad. It's really yeah. bad. Um. So, uh, Velma is the brain project of Mindy Kaling, which a lot of people still know mostly from The Office. She had the Mindy Project, uh, other stuff. She's done a lot of stuff. She's in producing, all this kind of stuff. I really like Mindy Kaling. Um, but she is the voice of Velma. Uh, we have, like, Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny, who is Fred. Sam Richardson from, well... 
from another movie we're gonna we're gonna re revisit senior year uh and i believe also community was that where he started i think so, um yeah. and uh he was in hocus pocus too um but he's the voice of shaggy uh constance Wu is the voice of daphne and i have no idea if 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 he um uh surfaces in episodes three or four or beyond uh, but if if Scooby Doo is in this thing, I haven't seen him yet. Um, there's no Scooby, there's no Scooby, no Scooby Dooby, um, none, none of that. Um, so uh, anyway, so they got some 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 decent voice talent to do some stuff. The um, there's a, a top supporting voice talent in uh, when uh, Wanda Sykes and um, Jane Lynch, among others. Uh, it's it's got a it's got a decent pedigree for the people who put it together. It it just doesn't make sense that they made this. You know what I mean? Like, I, while they were making it, were did they think they had a hit on their hands? You know what I mean? Like, did they think this is we're, we're, this is great? People are gonna love this. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna piss off some people, but screw them. The other people are gonna love it, and I'm like, no, no. What's so weird to me about this is there's a few things. I saw a lot of stuff about like Mindy Kaling always kind of playing like a self hating <laughs> woman, and I think maybe that doesn't translate. I what is written in this is terrible, but I think also making that humor translate to a cartoon, I think is a, a completely different challenge. Mm, like yep. that, I think it's almost like the opposite of what we talked about with Marcel the shell, where like moments of that, it was great that a human being wasn't there. I think some of this loses that. Um, but the, the roster of voices feels like from what I've seen of their work, like they would completely get like if you watch it's always sunny and stuff like it feels like they would very much get delivering the type of humor that they were going for but just an absolute swing and a miss from what they were going for this is um annoyingly self-referential but the in episode one they say something to the effect of like a good show needs a good story and a hook or something like that and i'm like that is the opposite of what you guys did in the show. I don't know if that was yeah. supposed to be like satirical in any way, but like what what I found frustrating about it was not um not the the edge they added to it. I think that's fun. What frustrated me about it is that when they changed people's identity either for race or um like sexuality or whatever, uh they just erased every character trait it felt like of of everybody you knew and it mm -hmm. feels like so little of this is about them actually solving a murder mystery which is supposed to be the fun part like live action scooby-doo 2 should not be clearing this head and shoulders you know what i mean like right. that's not there's um if, uh, if 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 you got hbo max um please hurry up before they pull all of this off the surface too but <laughs> Everything, um, everything Scooby Doo wise is on there. You can find all the stuff going back to the original series. Um, I believe they even have a pup named Scooby Doo, uh, which which was 
a, li a little little after my time, but my my younger brother loved it on Saturday mornings. Um, and then all the more recent reboots, films and television, they're all there. And they're all way better than this. Yeah. And um, like way better than this. Uh, and um, they they were able to put in some references for the adults watching that would like, you know, would would uh, would would make the adults laugh while not um, abandoning the fact that it's, you know, basically for kids. Um, this is super not for kids, uh, but the references are either um, super meta or or just not funny or there's way too many of them you can't do like six meta references in four lines of dialogue mm -hmm. it it requires your brain to like make the make the connection and you're missing stuff like it's just uh it's so um first of all it, it's velma's story she's in, in, in entirely central um she's south asian which is fine there's no problem with that. Um, and it felt like the, the fact, writers have a problem with everybody that they it's, were. Here's what it is. It feels like um, uh, they know a certain segment of the population is going to have a problem with that. Right? They know, oh, you changed the race. The people who were up in arms because the new Little Mermaid is black. And now we got to burn the whole thing down. Those people are going are gonna, to are gonna be really angry. That you that you that you change the race of of Velma, and I'm th like, okay, great. But here's the deal: those people aren't watching your show. So the idea that you have to every now and then poke them, like you're like no, like the people who I I'm assuming you're making the show for, are fine with it, and they're cool with it, and they may even be like super positive about it. So you insisting on ignoring them to, to like poke fun at a different group who's not even in on the conversation right now because they checked out forever ago when you, when you dropped a clip where Velma's, a, where Velma's a lesbian. So there's no need to base your entire humor on, hey, you over there who's not even watching. Nah, 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 nah. Like, I, I, I don't know why you're doing that because you're just taking it away from everything else. It's not an occasional poke. It feels like that's no. what the whole show is. Like, I don't mind a jab every now and then. I find that hilarious. And they weren't, nobody who holds that belief based on the trailer dropping is right. also in for a conversation. They right. they decided they made up their mind before they were even going to watch it. And they're not watching right. it. Um, yeah, it's it feels like if the idea is that you're supposed to have representation... You're not representing anything except for the stereotypes. And even if that wasn't the attention, that's like, that's what you made the show about. So that's, that's a hundred percent on is that like they made this about pissing off that segment of people and in doing that the way that they, I mean, I'm a white woman who's straight. I'm, <laughs> this isn't like for me to say probably, but it reads as the representation of that is then like so anti- Mm, that you're not actually representing anybody in a cool way. They made Velma like cheating off someone's math homework. You know what I mean? Like she's not smart in this. Her origin story was so cool of like um, they had her uh, 
she'd always been interested in mysteries was the whole story. And um, she was really upset because she solved kind of the mystery of Santa Claus. She went looking for her Christmas gifts and um, this, this was actually so good. I loved this. Like she went looking for her Christmas gift. She was so upset that she ruined Christmas. She didn't want her parents to be upset. She wasn't going to get surprised. Anything um, was under the tree. And so her mom like went missing and Thelma was going to then solve the crimes of like going to find her mom essentially as like, that was like what cultivated her love for this. And they kind of turned it into this idea that like, Oh, maybe her mom literally just peaced out because she was an insufferable kid. It's like, come on, that's such a cool, like, sincere origin story. It could lead to so much character development. But they, like, no problem with the fact that she's a lesbian. I have a problem with the fact that she's in no way Velma. She doesn't come across as smart. She's not um, really that clever in the way she goes about putting things together outside of, like, a couple things. But just a, a bummer and then... Um, same with same with everybody else. Like they make Daphne someone who's selling drugs, which like is kind of funny because she was such a good at two shoes. And I like I get trying to contrast and offset stuff, but like you can't wipe away the other aspects. Like Thelma, Thelma, I'm doing it again. Thelma mm-hmm. could be super smart and still need to cheat off of someone's math homework because that's the one thing she sucks at or whatever. Right? right? Like so, it just it felt like a a miss from these aren't the same characters of Scooby-Doo. Like it, it just isn't. Um... And, and we talked about this, that, um, that they're doing. And again, I don't know, this may be like a whole season long arc or something, but the, the character of Shaggy, who is, uh, who is again, this is another thing that they've, they've done. A, they've, it, it feels like they are doing this deliberately to piss off people who are already going to be pissed off and aren't going to watch the show. You know, they're just not going to take the time to watch the show. Um, They've already formed all their opinions about it. uh, And so they're not going to watch the show. So you insisting on doing stuff like, uh, hey, not only is Shaggy black, but he's from a mixed race family. And you don't like it when the race is mixed, do you? redneck and it's like okay but like those people aren't watching and and i mean like i don't even know what you're i don't even know why, why you're doing that like it's a weird thing why they why they it's not like a hey um uh shaggy's uh dad is white and his mom is black and that's totally cool where i'm gonna bring it up because it's a totally normal thing that that exists in the world and it's fine it's like you don't like it do you and it's like i don't i'm 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 watching the show I'm I'm watching it. Um, like just I uh, assume after the first ten minutes of the first episode, you've weeded out all the people who don't like the show, um, and then you have to you can stop like poking at them because they're not here, they're not watching, so they don't get all the jokes. No, um, and it's so counterproductive to. Like, that's the thing you're going to run with for someone who's, like, actually a mixed-race character is just, right. like, it's, it's such a, a bummer in that way. And, like, the kind of one of the only things that was an Easter egg so far to uh, the original Scooby-Doo was that his dad looks exactly like Shaggy. Right. Um, and we do find out his name is Norville. It's always been Norville. He just didn't like mm-hmm. the name Norville, so he went by Shaggy. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, just... 
Um, oh, and he's also he's also uh, super straight laced and anti drugs. Right. Which is the joke? Like that itself is is referential. And I'm wondering, like, if it was if it was me, I would I would write that as the joke. Like, hey, Shaggy, this Shaggy's super straight. He's he's not straight laced. He's a, he's a, he's uh, totally sober. Won't touch drugs. Doesn't like him. Uh, and then you put an inciting incident in the first episode where um, maybe he has a pot brownie or something and like his world changes. Like you don't, you don't like do like a, a tw- I don't know, a 12 episode arc where by the end he's, because instead it's not an arc. He just keeps making jokes about how he doesn't like drugs, not jokes, mentions it. Like, um, I don't like you. Like, ah, man, if you if I ever get into four twenty culture, just shoot me in the head. And I'm like, all right. Well, I don't even know what that's what that's for. Um, uh, you mentioned Velma's uh, origin of blaming herself for her mom going out to buy her a Christmas present and never coming back. That manifests itself in horrible gruesome dark hallucinations like as an animated thing the way that they have this ghost of her mother that she sees like use like razor sharp talons to burrow into velma this is all a hallucination but we get to see it burrow into her chest and squeeze her heart giving her literal heart attacks um, in, in huge panic attacks. Um, and uh, it's really disturbing. And I don't know like what the what that's there for. Like there's other ways you can do some stuff, but none of like all of the humor of the thing drops away, except for then they're like um, they everyone else minimizes it. So um there's a there's a there's something to be said about the, the there are people with in crippling anxiety who get panic attacks like who have certain things like this and you're showing this in a way that is a traumatizing for those people possibly but also minimizes their struggle with it because everyone else in the series just <laughs> thinks it's Velma trying to get attention which is it's a it's a weird line that you're that you're trying to walk that doesn't feel like you're actually doing anything um the only reason the, I had like any room for that is I'm like, well, maybe that does pay off down the line. Like maybe there, again, there is something, right? But you like, gotta you gotta make sure you've drawn in your audience yeah. that will stay with you to see that payoff. Okay. Um, but you 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 have it because the whole thing is that you've decided that um uh so I was trying to think of how, how to describe this. Um these kinds of things like adult adult animation um has a certain kind of viewership okay um there are people who uh who will uh the anti-woke folk um will watch some of this stuff because they think it's actually speaking to them right they think oh these the hey they're 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 chaotic and they don't care if the world burns. Yeah, awesome or whatever, right? But then yeah, they like put, identify with Cartman, which is scary, right? Like right, exactly. Okay, <laughs> so they think Cartman is not a commentary on those people. They think he's actually that. Okay, 
Um, and so there's that right there. Okay. But then as soon as you start putting any kind of woke stuff, like changing the race of a character, uh, any kind of, you know, gay subject material, they, they, they hate it. They shut it off. They're done. I don't want to do any, any part of that. Right. Uh, they've gone woke, whatever. But then you have um, the other side of the spectrum who's into this kind of thing. And they, 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 uh, they champion that, those kind of choices in changing race and gender and uh, sexual preference. Um, they champion all those things. And they are usually there for the self-referential um, stuff. They, they like the, the meta humor or whatever. So, um, so you have those two things, right? You've decided immediately to piss off and shut out one the, the the spectrum on the right, okay? And so they're done. You've decided we don't want you here because we're making the whole thing about how much you suck, right? Now over here on the left, let's we've decided this is our niche. We're going to try and bring these people in, but. If you're going to do that, you have to make the representation mean something. Um, a lot of a lot of the jokes are uh, written like, um, "Hey, uh, we've decided to make this character Asian, okay? Um, so let's make them uh, reference the worst stereotypes of being Asian, or um, in a way that doesn't feel like it's an earned, um, self-deprecating way. It feels like it's a." Um, Honestly, this is kind of what it's like, kind of way, and it's just, it's very odd. And the thing of it is, is that you've now intentionally shut out one side, and unintentionally, I'm assuming, alienated the other side. The people in the middle don't watch this shit. Okay, no. the people in the world they they they, they watch House Hunters and C-SPAN and Dancing with the Stars and and Grey's Anatomy. They don't watch this shit, so that's why you have a six percent audience score on rotten tomatoes i don't think this is for anybody and 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 i don't i don't i i, I just i feel like the kind of like uh, a lot of the humor is mean-spirited you know what i mean it's it feels like it's coming from a place of of um hopefully we can all laugh at ourselves but it gets difficult to do so when the like in a you're constantly being told to, and then I okay no, 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 this, I don't I, it's just too much, um, so it, it feels mean spirited, and um, uh, the a lot of the characters Mindy Kaling has played in live action have been selfish, vacuous, um, uh, mean spirited at times, all these kind of things. But because Mandy Kaling herself is such a winning personality and she has a certain kind of charm, the way that she um, she acts, actually the things that she does, not just with line readings, but also with her face and her body and all that kind of stuff, it ingratiates us to her and allows us to forgive her for all the other things. In this animated version, we don't get any of that, and a lot of it is lost. There's there's a there is a there's a there's a couple of jokes that are actually funny, but because they're they're dropped in so fast and then moved past, so we can get another mean spirited reference. Well, now you didn't give me a chance to like appreciate that part of the humor. One of the said jokes that I actually like was um, Daphne and Velma are having a falling out, and Daphne says to Velma, um, yeah, "You think I'm a bitch, 
because I ditched you to hang out with all the popular kids. And Velma says, no, I don't. And Daphne points to graffiti on the school wall that says, Daphne is a bitch who ditched me to hang out with all the popular <laughs> kids, signed Velma. Right? And um, and I'm like, that's that's actually kind of... She, uh, she says, oh, come on. you you it's, it's out of context. You can't get humor from the tone of graffiti. Which is which is a, which is a good joke, and then we move past it immediately to something that is n- that is not funny, and and uh, and mean spirited, and then I don't get a chance to appreciate the clever wordplay of that joke, or or the 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 the, the very uh, the good timing of the pan to the wall, just enough time for me to read it to get the joke and then pan back. I don't get that opportunity because we've moved on to something else where you've got to say um, uh, we're making this joke here. I feel like a lot of the the the, the mean spirited stuff is stuff that you think well we're doing this joke for the people on the right who are still watching the show so they have something to laugh at about asian people or black people or gay people um but they ditched you a long time ago they're not there to like you're not doing a both sidesism of of humor here by making by making jokes by making literally every reference to Fred as he's a rich white guy he'll get away with everything like like totally I'm there for you I get it but if you're the only references other characters make to Fred is that well then it just gets tiresome um, yeah but you think okay we're making that joke there because hey white guys am I right and then you go over here and go hey gay Asian women am I right and I'm like. You're not, there's no way you're like bringing in both sides into this big tent and getting them to laugh together because, uh, well, I can laugh at myself. Can you? No, yes, of course. That's just not the way the world works anymore. Sorry. So it's just, it's the whole thing collapses on its central foundation of who it thinks it's being funny for. Doesn't work. It really doesn't. And to your point about Mindy Kaling always playing like, kind of selfish, self-hating, vacuous, but winning you over with the personality. That's 100% true. And I also think of like Glenn Howard's in on It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. That whole show, that whole show is like, there's you. There's no reason you should be rooting for any of the people in that mm-hmm. show, but you kind of are like, in this right. weird way. Like, And they're terrible human beings. Yes. Um, but it's so much fun. And um like my whole thing with Scooby Doo was always, it always felt like people that would, it felt like murder mystery breakfast club. These people probably would never hang out, but mm. are all friends, and that's so cool. And now they're going to solve because they're tied together by this idea of solving murder mysteries. So little of this is about solving a murder mystery, too. Like there's nothing really in there for this. Doesn't offset anything. It's the narrative, right? Like if this kind of humor was happening around what the plot of the show might be. Some of those like self-referential things might not feel so overpowering or some of the jabs might not feel so intense and mean spirited as you said, but it almost, it certainly doesn't feel like the people that are supposed to be representative are in control of what's being said. It feels like two old white guys are writing the show and have no idea like which way it's going, which is frustrating, which is really, really frustrating. But yeah, you kind of summed it up perfectly. Like, we're not going to do a 26-minute review on it. But, like, the crux of what you just said is is so completely dead on of um, 
it it feeling mean and I remember I famously have not watched The Simpsons and you have, but I remember the the there was a, a whole conversation around Apu, the character um mm-hmm. who's Indian and runs a seven eleven. And there was a whole discussion around like there's a lot of Indian people that run seven elevens and like the depth of the conversation also being um there's a whole lot of Indian people on earth and not all of them are on 7-Eleven. So it's not that you have this guy in this ethnicity as this character. It's that you have nobody else in the landscape, right, that can show any other side of anything. And that also happens here where it's like you kind of have like the token one of each character. So it's not like you have Velma, who's like not as smart as the original and kind of self-hating and selfish and whatever and has this experience. And it's not like you have rich white guy who's the butt of every rich rich white guy joke. It's that you only have those representations and that they are run into the ground like so, so harshly. Um, And there's no breathing room around any of it because that's your cast of characters. That's not even like that part's not their fault. That's what the show is, right? Like it's about this group of people, but it also loses the idea of like this lovable band of misfits for people that are here from wrestling world. I always looked at best friends kind of like that, or like my favorite wrestling stables are always people who don't belong together, but work together. Like um, these are all people that you kind of would expect to hang out, maybe except for rich white guy. But like, I, (laughs) I would kind of expect this group of people. I bet this group of people, they're all kind of like, in this way, right? So uh, it, it, the fact that those are the only representations, and again, it's a 20-minute animated series. I don't think there's a lot of room to diversify, but when you go so all in on that, that's really, really rough because there's just absolutely, absolutely no breathing room with, with any of it, and it's the only thing that they just harp on. I want to see murder mystery stuff. Like, it gets so lost in it. I always thought that was so fun that we got this, like, well, there's supposedly, a, a, there's supposedly a a um, a central um, murder mystery, as as Velma states in her very first piece of narration dialogue. It starts with a murder, bitch, and I'm like, okay, uh, oh, that that's supposed to be like you're referencing that other people do it, but it sounds like you're actually doing it. Well, there's a weird thing, like anyway. There like, are... if this went to where it's not going to go, if right. Velma was sick of her panic attacks getting minimized and they just went too hard and she ended up killing someone or something, like, that would be <laughs> that would be know. crazy and gangbusters it's, and yeah. wild and fun. But, like, uh, it's it, it just has no, to your point, it has no idea who it's for or kind of what it is, which is ridiculous when there's a literal blueprint that's been interpreted right. in a hundred different ways already. Right. This is just this one misses so far. Yeah. The, um, yeah, it's just, it's also very frustrating because, um, the, the news of, um, HBO max pulling so many things of classic animation, um, from their service among other things, but like, um, and, uh, and really great shows that like seem to have some legs to them uh, being canceled. And this is a thing that 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 they've chosen to put on the network is very odd. Um, but the, the central murder mystery is that the, some hot girls at at 
uh, Crystal Cove High are ended up being killed and their brains scooped out. Um, and by the end of the episode, we dis- we discover that it's probably Fred who did it. Also, Fred never went through puberty. That's a that's a big gag running. Yeah, this felt like a lot of like small dick humor around. Fred yeah, and yeah, this, a lot and of this. small dick. Yeah. Humor. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of like, hey, he's got a tiny dick. Um, and like again, like one or two of those is fine, but then it becomes like, hey, all rich white guys have tiny dicks. Am I right? And it's like, okay. Um, or specifically this one, let's make those this one. Let's let's all let's make as many references to this as possible. It's like as 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 though there was like a a competition. How many tiny dick references can you squeeze into a one minute scene? And it turns out a lot. Um, uh, and yeah, so it was very. There's there's that, but Fred maintains his innocence, but everyone hates him because he's a rich white guy. And it's like it's like is this. Are you are you doing this part for the rich white guy audience who feels un unfairly judged? Like like I see see everyone always hates the rich white guy. I'm a rich white guy. That's why I'm watching this show. No, you're not. They're not watching this show. So I don't know why you're doing that as a way to. It's so weird. Um, Shaggy's in love with Velma. Velma's secretly in love with Daphne. Um, uh, they they were best friends. Oh, oh, by the way, Daphne's uh adopted by a lesbian couple who are cops, who uh who shoot a kid uh at the end of the first episode and then immediately make like four jokes about it. Um, so comedy. Uh, it's it is. Yeah, a, there's a joke in there. Like I thought being a lesbian, being good at being a cop was like the one positive stereotypes lesbians had or whatever. Mm-hmm, like it's mm-hmm. just. Oh, it's so, it's just so worn out. It's like they couldn't let the lovability of the initial characters stand alone. They wanted to offset it to make it like Mm -hmm. edgy and humorous. So they gave them a bunch of shitty traits and they lose all of the good traits. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I grew up Scooby-Doo when I like, I don't know, maybe first through third grade. Um, the, when I would get home from school, Scooby-Doo was on and that's what we watched. Like the original ones from the late sixties, early seventies, they were great. Like, uh, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't understand why Shaggy was like that. You know, no, I didn't why get he it. loved Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get any of that. Um, but I, I loved all the characters so much. They were, um, they were, uh, clearly drawn. Um, they, uh, you knew who they, what kind of character they were. They had honest, sincere interactions with each other. There was always a mystery to solve. Um, and and I'm not saying that Scooby Doo, the idea of a scoop of Scooby Doo, isn't ripe for parody. There's a show um, uh, on Adult Swim uh, called The Venture Brothers that did an episode um, that was lampooning. Um, and turning Scooby-Doo really dark. Um, and it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Um, the idea of, like, basically this, they, they were, through copyright, they weren't able to, to, to call them their characters or whatever, but uh, there, was a, there was the white guy with an ascot 
uh, with the blonde hair who was in charge and really abusive to everybody. You could tell like he was, he had a horrible, abusive, um, dominant sub um, uh, uh, relationship with Daphne and Daphne had been totally beaten down by it, but it, it, it somehow like it was, but it was done in a way that was like, this is dark. And you know um, that, that, that guy's going to get his comeuppance by the end of the thing. And the one I loved about it too, is like, Oh, also uh, Velma wears a beret. She's always smoking a clove cigarette and she's totally over everything. (laughs) She hates all of these people. Um, And Shaggy, is completely fried. He's perma-fried on drugs. Um, and he's always having these hallucinations. And the things that he hallucinates is that the dog who runs with them, this flea-bitten actual Great Dane, can talk. Nobody else can see the dog talk because that's ridiculous. Only the drugged-out guy can see the dog talk. And the dog who talks, he talks in this very thick European accent. He says, I, you know, I want you to like, and, and he would, he always told him to kill people. Like it was this weird son of Sam reference where the dog is possessed by the devil, but it's not, it's just a dog except for Shaggy thinks the dog is telling him to kill people. Um, and uh, it's, it's really, really well done. It's very dark. Um, uh, it's, it's re- it references the show and also a lot of different uh, um, type of archetypes of characters. And it makes it, totally work. There are ways to do um, Scooby-Doo just for adults, not for like, here's a joke for for the parents, but mostly it's for kids. If you want to do an adult thing for Scooby-Doo, it can be done. It has been done 2006, a long time ago, way better than this. Watch that episode. Retool everything about this show because it's not not working because it's, it it, it just, uh, again, if if the re- if the re- recasting of everybody uh, of different races um, is simply a thing that you did to piss off a section of the audience, and then uh, because it doesn't feel like you've, it doesn't feel like it's, it doesn't feel like it's like, hey, we're doing this because it's totally fine for all these these people exist in the world. We're not doing, we're not whitewashing this whole show because the original characters were all white. We're just, we're going to, here's, here's a, 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 a wide spectrum of colors and, and races and creeds and sexual preferences because that's the way the world works. And now we're moving on. Okay. Now that's fine. That's, the show. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Now it's about like, Hey, this, this is edgy. It's edgy that we did this. Don't you feel the edge? And it's like, why well, don't, I mean, like, no, I mean either either do it and get past it, or or, um, or make it make there be a reason for it. Like you're actually making a statement about this. I mean, not not that I would want this because it, I would find it probably kind of preachy, but um, at least it would be making a statement of some kind. If um, if if. Uh, Every time they're at a crime scene looking for stuff, the cops pull their guns on Shaggy because he's the black one. You know what I mean? And you, everyone's got to talk him down. Um, like he obviously did it. Um, like if if that was the thing, 
that it probably would get kind of, you know, overbearing or whatever. But if that's the, the, the comment you're trying to make, fine. I guess the comment you're trying to make is that uh, rich white guys are unjustly prosecuted all the time, which feels like the opposite. But all right. Um, uh, pers- prosecuted, persecuted all the time. Um, it's it, all of it doesn't make a lot of sense. And also like the, the, the gay subject matter feels like, again, it's just something that you did to get attention which shouldn't be it feels like the writers made these characters gay to get attention right and one of the things that they keep saying in the show is that people who are gay are choosing to be gay to get attention and and i feel like that the dovetailing of that is just is it's not the statement you're trying to make. And also it, it reflects poorly on you because the, the joke that it's a joke, but it's not really a joke. Cause that's like, that's a problem in society that people still think that you choose to be gay to get attention, but you make the joke of yeah, they're cho- choosing to be gay to get attention, but you've actually chosen to make the characters gay, gay to get to attention. Get <laughs> and that's, I don't know if you recognize that. And it's just, a, it's a, it's, it's just not funny. It's not saying anything, making a declarative statement that needs to be made. Um, it's just, it's just not, not something worth watching. That's the thing of it is. I won't say it's bad. I'm just saying like you don't know what you're doing it for. You don't like you could you could pick a lane, and I think you would actually be a decent show. But you're, you've decided to do all the things and reference all the things and piss off everybody. And um, while not actually making the statement about why you're pissing them off, so you've just failed. You failed. It's like a show can be um, bad, right? Um, And a show can be an utter failure. And they don't have to both be the same things at the same time. This show is an utter failure. But I won't say it's bad. I'm just saying because there are really good moments in the show. But they're sandwiched between all this other stuff that I feel like they're doing on purpose just to get a rise out of people. And that's, that's no fun to watch. So it's an utter failure. Um, I was immediately thinking of when you had said the thing of like, everybody pulls the gun on Shaggy slash Norville. Um, not a fan of this recent chapter of Dave Chappelle at all, but it made me think of, he did a really great sketch where I think it was like an electronic store. Like it was supposed to be a Best Buy thing. And they had a black guy who I think was just looking at something. And there was just a, a white guy just walking out with taunt, like a full card of stolen electronic, mm. like, and the cops were all over him and it was really, really cleverly done. And uh, it felt like because Dave Chappelle at that time, was in control of every aspect of the racial narrative that they they were telling. And it was, I felt like it was um, hilarious and and well done. Um, So there's ways to do that. Like you said, just shouting it and it being the entire show uh, doesn't work. And I'll say it's bad. I'll say it's bad because to me, like the measure of if something is bad or good, is it to me is kind of a part of that is, does do the moments that are good outweigh 
how bad everything else is. And sure. that just, that just does sure. not happen here. And you're right. And that it's a, it's a failure and that it, it doesn't know what it is or who it's for. It's bad because it, I find so little redeeming about it that, like you said, if we weren't doing it for this, I would have just turned it off. So to mm-hmm. me, that's bad. I'm like, I don't, if I can watch terrible wrestling on a weekly basis, right. and like no, still yeah. be kind of into it. Uh, this is, this is, this is not good. So I it's, mean, and I, I'm, I said before we went on air, I'm mad in the way that it's bad. Yeah. Like I, I expect reboots. And the other thing is like, reinterpretations have been done before with this too like even the the action movies like mm-hmm. they were I'm, I'm not gonna say edgy but they had like adult humor in them and like sexual references so like the idea of sexualizing characters from this franchise has already been done the idea of like all the the play with like drug references and stuff that was in the initial ones have already been exaggerated in other places so part of it loses it because We've already seen even that that piece of it, right? So I think they were trying to do something different and cut through those, and it it just just does not work on pretty much any level. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it it it, it does. Um, it, it's it's one of those things of, um, yeah. I mean, I I don't know why I'm so hesitant to call it bad. Um, I, I just I feel like I I guess I have too much faith in the people who made it. Um, yeah, and we only watched two but, episodes of it. Right, right? we only watched two episodes. That's two. That's, that's true. We only watched two episodes. Um, uh, I can't imagine it getting much better because <laughs> um, it feels like this is the tone of the thing. Like they're at least without really us... not with what they already did. Yeah, like that's no, not like, be better. <laughs> no, like it's like yeah. The, if they're if it's gonna if it's just more of this, then count me out. Like, um, and also there's like a lot of like just random, like just humor, like um, Velma's stepmom is uh, very pregnant and taking a lot of like really revealing pregnancy Instagram photos. Um, while having a, a very serious conversation with Velma, which takes the the attention away from all the sight gags you're trying to show us with with the um, with with the, with the photos, but also makes it impossible to pay attention to the dialogue that you're doing, which just feels like a, a giant swing and a miss with both ways. Um, but like it's like oh, you know those moms like who are trying to you know be hot and sexy while pregnant and like. Yes, I do. I mean, I. It feels like you're you're poking fun at a very specific thing. Um, it's not like one of those like, hey, we all agree this happens. <laughs> I mean, what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> is a very different thing than this, which feels like it's like. Um, uh, I have a friend whose ex girlfriend did this. I'm gonna write a whole six minute scene about it. I'm like, well, that's very that's that makes sense to you, but. I don't know why we're we're spending all this time on that. Um, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of just weird, random humor that doesn't quite play, um, and I, 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 the mystery isn't interesting to me. Like, I, the, it's, it's not. It's not that mysterious. Like, right. It's and, probably yeah. Fred. Is the feeling right? Like, it's... <laughs> but it's probably Fred. But it, but it can't be Fred because eventually Fred joins the mystery gang. Because this is all like what they're trying to show you is that the mystery gang is a thing that actually happens. 
So this is how it all started, which if it is, then Fred's not in jail for murdering a bunch of women. Um, Correct. So I guess he doesn't, but like, but I can't think of a character who they could like pull the ghost mask off of at the end of the series or the season to be like, it was old man withers. Like it's not, yeah, it doesn't have one of those. He was it. trying to keep people away from the amusement park so he could dig for gold. Like, I don't know what, where's your, I don't know where the, the reference is. There, there are a bunch of Lego movies of Scooby-Doo that are way funnier and way more like pop culture reference or, or archetype, like taking the piss out of certain things that like, that are way better than this that I've watched with my five-year-old and she's laughed at all of the you know, random stuff in them, and I've laughed at all of the actual adult stuff. It's way better than this. Like none of like it again. Feels like this is in, entirely made to just piss off people, and I don't know how that gains an audience. And that's the problem with no. your six percent audience score. Um, what I want to know is like, I, and I oh, you don't want to know this, otherwise I probably would have read some reviews. I don't know how 48% of critics were like, yeah, recommend yeah. it. <laughs> it's uh, in the landscape of things we've already covered. Is it cake, which we started the series with, should not, I mean, just clear this by miles. And our most popular review, which was our Team America review. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I can tell you why so much of that worked and so much of this did it. It might just be Trey Parker and Matt Stone mastered this with mm-hmm. with marionettes and this just didn't translate into cartoon mm-hmm. or whatever. But everything that that movie, I felt not everything. There are some things that did not eat yeah. well. But like for the majority of the movie, why it felt like that was a crystal clear commentary versus why some of this felt just like anger based is is I can't put into words what that intangibility is. It feels like just an authenticity thing is the word I use for that stuff. Yeah. But yeah. this this is just bad, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. get the Flick slash HBO Max series way yeah. the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually damaging. That's the thing. It's like damaging. <laughs> yeah. No, it's this is not for anyone. I would not recommend it to anyone. This is not like a, hey, see for yourself. This is just, you know, don't even turn it on. This is... um. It's unfortunate, uh, but it's a, it's a yeah. Stay the hell away. This is there. There are ones that are like this is bad. I mean, see for yourself, but this is bad. Don't see for yourself. No. Just don't. Like it's it it's bad for everybody. Not when Kiss um, versus the Phantom Menace is out no. That like or not Phantom then, Menace. I keep saying Phantom Menace. <laughs> this is not a Star Wars. Kiss film. versus the Phantom Menace is a mashup. I would watch. <laughs> Somebody create that movie, please. Mm-hmm. And kiss. present day kiss, by mm-hmm. the way. Like, yes. Yeah, kiss versus the Phantom Menace. Uh, well, yeah, well, let's do it. Phenomenal um, stuff. All right, everybody. Um, that's it for this show. Um, tune in next week when we review something else that's not this. No. Um, no. Uh, uh, I believe two weeks from now, we're all lined up to review. Jennifer Lopez in Shotgun Wedding, another new thing that just came out. Um, I'm doing that for you. 
Uh, so next, next we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do next week. But that's that's in two weeks. Two weeks is Shotgun Wedding starring Jennifer Lopez and and also Jennifer Coolidge, who I can already tell is going to be the best thing about that movie as oh, well she's as the best thing about she's anything in. she's in. Yeah, she's a dream. So, so get, <laughs> look forward to that in two weeks. Next week, ah, but two weeks we're doing that. Until then, this is Alex Four K telling you to. Get the flick out of here. Bye, everybody. Where's the button? Where's the button? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.